Sweaty balls. Sweaty yeah. Balls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. I like sweaty balls. Do you like sweaty balls? I like sweaty balls as well. I do too. They're delicious. Especially like salty sweaty balls. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I like sweaty balls covered in nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like the way it feels in my mouth. We would never make it through a whole. No, we wouldn't. Skit. Especially not if they here. almost didn't either on Saturday Night Live. No. Like you see, Alec Baldwin kind of like, kind of covered. He can't. He can hardly stand it. Hi guys. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Carlene. Hi, Alma. How the hell you doing? Lovely. That Lovely. is a really clear picture that Isn't we're getting really? up there. I feel like I'm bending over. What kind of phone is that? It's um, Samsung. Wow. They show good spirit pictures, videos. Ooh. Well, they used to, the old ones. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but now I think there's something that's with because pixelation. Because iPhone does it. Probably Samsung now. They take out this white balance. Right? <laughs> I'm screaming. Why are you yelling? <laughs> I'm trying to talk soft. They take <laughs> out this white balance. Some white balance. I read about it and I was like, that's why you can't see my spirit energies. Because if you take out the white balance and they're white, they're oh, harder to That's why to they find. can still get them on camera when they do the handheld cameras. Yeah. They'll still catch them. Or like my old fashioned camera gets them. You know, I get good photos. I don't know. But my brother-in-law's niece, I've never met her before. Mm-hmm. She just moved here mm-hmm. and she contacted me and she came over and I was like, let's see if we can get your dad. Let's see if we get a video of your dad and your grandparents or whatever. And it was really difficult. Her camera is like the newer iPhones. Right. It was so dark and it it was messing up. And I'm like, because they're standing right in front of the camera. So they're making it up, mess up. Right. So then I'm like, let me get mine. Mine was all grainy. It was so weird what was happening. So finally she went to the bathroom. And I sat down and was like, okay, you guys, come on. And it was just like, party, spirit party. That. I don't know. So she came back in and I'm like, okay, look. And she was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. It looks like it's snowing. I'm like, it looks like we have a disco ball going. Right? In my- yeah. So I was like, okay, let's try it with your phone. And it was so dark, but she did get some. That's cool. I just sent her, you know, mine. That's sweet. You know who gets them all the time? Anna. Yes. Okay, so let me just tell you something, though. (laughs) So, just like this girl, I said, just like I do all my clients, do not go home and try this at home. Right. Because you don't know who's coming in. Right. I know what doors are open. I know what's protected. But if you go at home and you start calling, so even just the mere fact that you're taking video, you're calling Naughty spirit wants attention too. Right. So it's just like a Ouija board. You're opening a door. Right. So yeah, you might be calling Uncle Joe and Grandma and whoever, but you're not protecting those doors just like on a Ouija board. So anybody board. can come in. So anybody can or come. Anything. And they all look the same. Mm. And so, yeah, Anna sent me a picture one time. It was so cool too. It was the neatest picture and I was like, uh, yeah, take this off your phone right now and stop doing whatever you're doing because you're going to get a door open that I can't even close. And then, um, oh, yeah. Oh. And then I said, 
but I have a feeling that your dad is like standing over by a tree and right. she sent me a picture and was like, oh my gosh, he is. Look. And he wouldn't even go by that energy. Really? Because people don't want to. I mean, it's so cool and fascinating that everybody wants to do it, but it's not safe. Just like a Ouija board. It's so cool that maybe you can get spirit I mean, to communicate. They have it as a board game. Yeah. So. It's a toy. That's it's the not most bizarre safe. thing to me yeah. is that it's a toy. Yeah. It's available for kids. And then also even just tarot cards that people think that that's something fun for them to, but tarot cards also, and that anybody can do, anybody can make money off of vulnerable people doing it. And it's not protected unless it's somebody who knows what they're doing and they know how to protect the information that they're getting. Otherwise you're just opening a door and you don't understand it. I would be too chicken shit to do that. Yeah. Well, people do Absolutely. Too chicken shit. All right, guys. Are y'all done with your Christmas shopping? I mean, today's Friday. Yeah, no. Christmas is next Wednesday. I'm not shopping, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it. I didn't even put up a Christmas tree. No? I only you usually, did it. or? Yeah, I mean, I only did it for my... God, people are going to hate me. They're going to think I'm such a Scrooge. But I only did... Let me tell you. I think if Christmas wasn't so commercial and so stressful about buying things, I would love Christmas. Right. But it's too, it's almost like it's only fun if you're rich. Right. If you have extra money <laughs> if you to have spend. Money. Yeah. Like when I had money one year where me and the kids were able to go to the mall and take some tags off a tree and buy gifts for kids that you know, weren't going to have Christmas and I could share that with my kids. That was one of our best Christmases. Right. I would only do a tree for my kids because they want that and decorate my house. And we always had the front decorated really like people would drive by and slow down and take pictures because my house looks so awesome. But as soon as Christmas day hit (laughs) and my kids would go to their dad's, I cleaned it all up. Really? It's too cluttery for me. I don't like it. You don't like all that extra? Oh, my house is cluttery enough. That's the way I feel. My office is super cluttery right now. I came in here today and I was like, because I can't think. Yeah. And this is in the day when my house didn't, I wasn't purging and I didn't have piles of crap everywhere. Right. But it still, it just drove me crazy. Now I can only imagine how crazy I would go. You want to say hi to everybody? Your office looks like an office. It's not bad. Oh, it's a mess. Looks like an office. And your tree is perfect. My tree's gigantic. Is it? What are you doing? Hi, Shorty. Look, look. Say hi to the camera. Hi. Hi. Look. look. You want to be part of the podcast? I can smell those tacos. Where'd you you get them? I'll eat them when we take a break. Oh, that taco place you told me. It's actually a taco truck right here on Thunderbird and 35th Avenue. Yes. What? You know where that little. um, Where the gas station is? Yeah, the McKinney. By Kentucky Fried Chicken. What? I wondered about that. It's pretty good. I don't know what it's called or I see. Outside, plug them. 35th Avenue. And Thunderbird. Right on the corner. Damn. On the northwest corner. Damn. It's like a mechanic shop. Yeah. Repair shop. As soon as they close up, these guys show up. Interesting. So, anyways, so we have a couple yeah, of things going on. Now. I sound much better. Yeah. And I don't have to be yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to talk like this during the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> First order of business. Okay, go. <gasps> oh. Yeah. We get to pick our winner of the free t-shirt for the free t-shirt contest. And I put them in this really cool vase. I love that vase. That I got from 
I'm mixing them up. Thrift store? The thrift store. I I always want to say segunda because that's like a Mexican word for it, kind of. But I don't know why. All right. Enough messing around. I'm going to have you draw this out. You draw. You draw. <gasps> oh, that's the that's one. It popped out. It just popped out by itself. Okay, that's the one. Okay. And the winner is... Drum roll, please. I can't read it. The winner is... Crazy One. And this was something she put on our Apple... Um, Apple Podcasts. Oh, yay. She said, this is seriously such a funny yet nightmare-inducing podcast. <laughs> I love how these two go off on random drunk tangents. They really do their research when it comes to their stories. So so detailed. I love it because it really paints a picture of the terrifying things that have happened around the world. Recommend 100% to all of the horror fans out there. Very nice. So, whoever you are, crazy one. Look, somebody's... You're getting goosebumps. Only on... Well, kind of on this side, but mostly on here. Interesting. Huh. That's mm. so... Mmm. Shreddy bollish. Very, very shreddy bollish. <laughs> mm, look. Wow, you really have goosebumps. But not on this arm. So, I'm getting somebody's... Hmm. That's how you know. Like, when I have clients, I'll be like, oh my god, okay. If I get full body, that is like a, but this is like, somebody's just like, that's not what full, full body goosebumps this means is not to full me. Body. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Crazy one. So, um, contact us and let us know who you are and we will you get that shirt out to you. One is? We don't have any info on them. No, just crazy one. Crazy one. Come on. All right. Alrighty then. Hey, not to you step know, on you. Can I say Shorty. something? Yeah. When she said research, I'm like, clearly she's talking about not me. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I really do research though. But this one, thank God I did my research. It's a lot. No, you said it's it was just, local. It's local. And had I just gone with like, because it was really hard to find stuff. And you know, I like to find YouTube stuff. And there's not a whole lot written. I mean, there is stuff. There's like about specific stuff. I don't know what I'm saying. But I wanted the ghost stuff, but I kind of needed history to, anyway, blah, blah, blah. They, um, the one thing where I got the idea was very false. Not all of it, but. Oh, so the source you got it from, nothing was true? Well, Okay, so we're going to talk about yours, but let me just leap into mine for a second. Okay. So, you know, I always educate my clients on, like, my people are brought to me. You know how we tried to do the, um, go to my friend's salon, her and her other people in her salon, they wanted me to go there and see people. Didn't work. So then Spirit was explaining to me, Mm -hmm. because they bring, everybody's a referral, I don't seek business out. Right. Everybody's a referral. So people come to me or it's somebody who's just, they hear about, maybe they hear about me on here and they're compelled to come see me. Well, and you've already had a few. Yeah. And that is spirit bringing you to me. I don't go and get, I have never gone out and gotten people. 
Right. From day one, it's been people coming to me. So I had one woman say to me, you should write a book, Carlene. You get a lot more people. <laughs> like, I actually plan on writing a book, but I'm not going to write it so I get more people. Right. And she was almost, she was saying like it would up my credibility. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you how false that statement is because there are many people out there who have written books, who speak to thousands of people, who go to all those seminars and who are very famous or well-known. You know, they are not genuine. Their information is wrong. They They just prowl on people's vulnerabilities. Right. They prowl on the hype. So I've heard that some of them actually research people that they pick out of, like if they do an audience or whatever, it's people they've already researched. And sometimes they have people planted in the audience. Mm -hmm. So they have five people and then those are just their people that they've planted there. I have seen that happen. I've been present when that happened. And because I know what I'm doing, I'm like, that's not right. That's not even right. right. So I've caught them. I do believe like Long Island Medium, I think she's pure. I think people can get tainted. Like when you have an overhead and you have to do certain things and then you have other people telling you what to do, I think you can get it tainted and what they, right? Okay, so then there's this and there's all these ghost hunting shows. We've talked about them before. Then there is Aiden told me, mom, watch Ghost Hunters. They did some in Arizona. So he told me which one. I was like, maybe I'll do a story on them. So I watched it and it was... Anyway, so they did their thing, yada, yada, yada. I watched the whole thing. Some of it was very interesting. I believed some of it. And then I watched the YouTuber and he came on and said, these are the facts. He's like, always do your research. Exactly what I tell people. Like, even when I post things on my Facebook page, I always say, if it feels right, inhale the information. If it's not for you, don't, don't take it. And he was like, and do your research. Right. And, and not, not just going on Facebook. Because a lot of yeah. the stuff that we do is just trying to discern from all these different articles that we're finding on Because online. there's so many different stories. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like telephone. It's rumors. Yeah, it's telephone. Yeah. And there's Sorry. some people got from newspaper clippings. Some, But anyway, so he, I appreciated the YouTuber pointing out the facts So that, and saying, and it kind of, I was surprised that he was calling out the ghost hunters, right? Ghost hunter guys for the things that they were doing because it kind of makes you. Was it ghost hunters or ghost adventures? Because they're very. It's ghost hunters. Really? It's, yeah. And I appreciate, and it was funny because my son's friend and I were watching it and we're both saying, God, why don't we like this guy? There's something about him we don't like. He's very dramatic for one, but they all, you know how they always cut it off like, what was that? And then they come back and they're like, oh, it was a shelf. Oh, it was nothing. I hit oh, my that's elbow. that's Ghost Adventures. Well, okay, Ghost Hunters does it too. Oh. And so um, one of the guys that worked on Ghost Hunters is now the head guy on Paranormal Lockdown, which mm-hmm. I love that show. <laughs> and they sleep in there for three days and I have found it to be pretty legit. But he left that show because they actually freaked him out and made him go back into somewhere where he didn't feel safe. Right. And so Aiden and I are Aiden and I are assuming they made him do something he wasn't comfortable with and he was like, Okay, I'm done. Right. But I also think that they do things for their show that are not true. Right. And then because they have a show 
They're famous. People believe all of this. That guy named Zach. 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 Yeah. Is that a tall name? guy. Dark hair. Dark hair. Yeah. yeah. That's Ghost Adventures. No. Yeah. It, okay. Let me. I have to look it up because now it's going to drive me crazy. It's on. The guy that left them that's on Paranormal Lockdown. His name's was with Nick. Them from, yeah. Was okay. with them from the beginning. All right. You know what I'm talking about now? Yeah, I do know. Okay. Then I just right. want to make sure like for everybody out there that they're. They're all the same though, but all right. Yeah, you're right. We got to get it right. Let me just make sure. Ghost. Yeah, they're too much for me. They're ki- they were kind of funny in the beginning, like just how dramatic they were was good for like entertainment. But now sometimes I'm just like, you guys are just too much for me. Oh, yeah, it is. I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah, I was arguing with you thinking I knew everything. <laughs> I have no problem saying when I'm wrong. Yeah, because I remember because they did... A lot of the things that I've already done, Bell Witch, and so yes, you're right, I am wrong. (laughs) Hey, if you can't say when you're wrong or right about something, then you have a problem. Okay, anyway, I don't want to steal all your time. Now, this just cut up, so I don't have to talk about it when we get to mine, but go ahead. I just, I was really irritated by the fact that, same with what I do, that people... Just because somebody wrote a book or just because somebody have a, the YouTuber who, who isn't mega famous. I mean, he definitely makes a ton of money, I'm sure. Right. Was more credible than the guy. And I think this guy should have a show. Well, it's because they've now they've got producers and they've got like they've that got all these them. people with money backing them. Yeah. And they got to make sure that they meet the ratings. Right. But that's what I mean. Like. Same with people that do what I do. Oh, it's this one. Yeah, you're right. Zach the Apache. Yeah, he had a lot of wrong information. But had I not done my research, I would have been then giving wrong information. So I appreciated the information I got from this thing. Right. Because I got a lot of the ghost experiences from them. Right. They do get stuff. Yeah. They They definitely got some real stuff. Yeah, they just are just too much. (laughs) Yeah, because like you said, they have to this entertainment but right. anyway okay i'm sorry that i distracted no, that's what we do all right so I, right off the top i just want to make a correction from last week because I was oh now you get about... to admit that you were wrong yes because <laughs> as i was editing i mm. said shelly winters when i was talking about the shining mm. like the actress that played right, the skinny woman with but the... it's not shelly winters it's shelly duvall and as soon as i heard it, i was like who the fuck is shelly winters that must have been some really good tequila <laughs> we <laughs> <laughs> so we anyways, had a happy time. I just wanted to say that really quick before I get into my when you, story. When you told me that correction, I had no idea what you were talking twice. about. I said it twice. I was like... Even when I listened to our podcast, I didn't catch it. Really? Yeah. So other people probably didn't either, but... Or maybe they did. Do you need a refill? I might. I kind of like that it has a tangy... It, like Do you it. taste that tangy? It's really good. But I think it's definitely... I could taste grapefruit 10 miles away. Cause... What is it called? I love that you can hear our pour. Can you see it? Can you see it now? Riverstone, 2009, J. Lore, Arroyo Seco Chardonnay. As I squint. I felt like I was just taking an eye exam. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to close one eye? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hello, Ross. So we were like going over ideas this week about what to do for the show because this is our last show for the year. Yeah, we wanted to do something lighter. Light. Yeah, lighter, not well, not too dark. murdery. <laughs> we I mean, wanted a light-hearted murder, even though we're about murder and <laughs> ghosts. We're anyway. trying to, think. but we we kind of wanted to keep it like around Christmas. Yeah, or I was trying even to do New more Year's. like New Year. Yeah. 
So I did find Good something that was... Oh, you got Christmassy? Kind of Christmas related. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I don't know if you've heard about the Santa Claus robbery of 1927. No. Well, go. here we go. Here we go. Go, girl. Hold on, let me take a drink. Here, well, toast, toast, toast. Let's toast. Maybe that's why I have a bad sex life. Don't they say you'll have a bad sex life if you don't do eye contact? We didn't toast. We didn't do... Um, eye contact. But I'm afraid I'm going to... Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Salute. Okay, I'll take another drink. I'm going to find the Croatian way to say cheers. You and if anybody else out there knows the Croatian way to say cheers... Let us know. What's the... What, Spanish? Yes. Salute. Sp- huh? Salute. Oh, it is salute? Yeah. And I think it's kind of these. that in Italian, too. Yeah. Something to that it effect. It is. It might be close to that in Croatian, because Croatia has like several different languages. And for let's not do our stories. Our let's Outlander just keep talking fans about out there. Oh, our what? Slanja. Which one? Slanja. For who? Outlander fans. Oh yes, Scotland. And and uh, the Viking, they say skull, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> let's not do stories. Let's just keep going off ridiculous <laughs> things. Alrighty. So, um, did you know that Santa Claus was once so hard up for cash that he had to rob a bank in Texas in 1927? I did not know that. You know, he had to buy them Christmas Christmas presents. Christmas? Christmas. Oh, I'd like to tell you guys that I started drinking before Carly even got here. She got a head start. It's my daughter's Mm, fault. Hilarious. That catch. wasn't Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, and Vixen waiting out in the getaway car. <laughs> Did you have this all set and ready to go? <laughs> you know what? I could see you getting all into it, too. Oh, my God. Anyways, um, so what really happened was on December 1927 in the central Texas town of Cisco, a man named Marshall Ratcliffe plans a bank robbery along with Henry Helms, Robert Hill, they're all ex-cons, and Louis Davis, a relative of Helms. Hold on. ADD. ADD. What did you say? Where was this? 1927. Oh, Texas. Cisco, Texas. Okay, gotcha. Right smack dab in the center of Texas. Okay, because I got to have visual, you know. You need a visual? Yeah. Can you do We're, it with this accent? I, I, I could. <laughs> I think I rightly could. Cowboy hair. <laughs> Gonna do with an accent. Oh, we're gonna about to get crazy up in here. I don't even know what I'm saying. Anymore. Up in here. Up in here. Go up in here. Up in up here. In here. Up in here. <laughs> oh my god, people are gonna shut us off already. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. I'm about Happy to start New Year. slurring. Merry Christmas. You know, Christmas is right around the corner, so we're just being merry. Merry effing our- Christmas. Merry, yeah, merry effing Christmas. Toasty. To you guys, <laughs> if you see this, if we're brave enough to put it out there, in case uh, <laughs> Carlene shows you some boob action, we didn't mean Boobies. to do that. Boobie I get to action. be like this. At least I'm not wearing the shirt yesterday. I was showing the world everything, not even knowing. <laughs> I could have walked around with one boob hanging out and wouldn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. To my, you're welcome. Alrighty, like I said, Marshall Ratcliffe, Henry Helms, Robert Hill, and Louise Davis, a relative of Helms. Henry. Henry? 
Um, the planet. There's a hole in my bucket, dear Henry. Dear Henry. Oh my god! <laughs> Cut her off. She's had too much already. And then I look at my eyes in here, and it looks like I've had too much already. I'm really squinty. I am. <laughs> Wait, I, I have to hold on to this paper, otherwise I'd be talking with my hands right now. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's my All right. favorite part. So their plan is to rob the First National Bank in Cisco. It goes on to become one of the most infamous crimes <laughs> to happen in good old Texas, yeah. invoking the largest manhood ever in the state. Ever. Did you say manhood or manhunt? Manhunt. Okay, gotcha. Manhunt. <laughs> they were looking for his manhood. But I feel like Texas, manhood's a big thing. It is. So our guns. And hats. In Texas. And big hats. old hats. Big old hats. Everything's bigger in Texas. Not even going to go there. <laughs> I don't know that from experience. But I've heard. All right. righty then. All right. Marshall Ratcliffe was an ex-con who had lived in Cisco before being tracked down and imprisoned for a bank robbery in Valera, Texas. By Cisco Chief of Police, G.E. Bit Bedford. Oh. G. I want to go back to the 1927 and have just use my initials for everything. <laughs> They'd call me C.D. Higgins. I'd be A.B. Rodriguez. Oh, I like A.B. 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 Rodriguez. A.B. C.D. Hey, C.D. Higgins. Now we don't know our ABCs. Please don't sing with us. And they all have nicknames, though. Like his is what bit, 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 bit Bedford, bit. What, what, what would your nickname be? <laughs> Eva. Eva. <laughs> Eva's out tonight. All right. Though Radcliffe was given a long prison sentence, he had been paroled just before the infamous bank robbery. He initially planned to rob the Cisco Bank with his brother Lee. But Lee had been arrested. Again. Again? Again. God damn you, Lee. God damn you. What's wrong with you getting arrested again? My boys keep getting arrested. <laughs> Ratliff pulled the helm, pulled in Helms and Hill, whom he knew from Huntsville. Huntsville where? Is there a Huntsville, Texas? Wait. Pause. Huntsville. That Huff was the dog. Okay. Yes. Just so we mark FYI. it. FYI. Okay. Wait. Let's oh, just pause right said- here. Because we just have to talk about this really Sidebar. Quick. Sidebar. Big sidebar. Yeah. So I went to Carlene's house because the last time I was editing, I got a whole bunch of EVPs. Not Eva's. <laughs> I got a whole bunch of EVPs. So I took it to Carlene's and she had company because she, she had circle. So I played it for everybody. And I really hadn't listened to one of them like thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, wait, back up. Because we had listened to it here when we did our last podcast. A few of them. Yeah. yeah and we had gotten like the, like we knew that right. and then this or, but we felt that vibration. But then you brought it to my house because right. now we already, we did another recording. Right. So you brought that one to my house. Right. And, and then, I promised to put that up on Instagram, which I haven't had a chance to oh, yeah. edit and put out there, but I will, I will this time. Um, I promise. Just for people who might have missed the last episode. It'll be your Christmas gift. Yeah. 
<laughs> Great. Anyways. We, sh- we should so, put a clip up and say, what do you think? What do you think? You have to what wear ear headphones, yeah. earbuds, whatever you want to call them. So one of them was a growl. It totally sounded like a growl. Everybody was like, what the We hell? had how many people? Like about four people. Four or five other people. Yeah. It was totally freaky. <laughs> it was. It sounded like, <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, how did it sound? It sounded like a growl that you can't make up. Yeah. I don't know. No. It was a growl. <laughs> I can't do it. That sounds like you somebody s- taking a caca. You sound like a mummy with a sore throat. <laughs> No, it sounded like a growl. What we can... No, it wasn't like that. Anyways, you'll have to listen to it and tell us what you think. No, was it like that? I thought it was more like a... No, it wasn't like that either. Maybe I'll drop it right here and you guys tell us what you think. Okay, so pause. Right now. Okay, guys. Hopefully I was efficient enough to drop in that growl. You guys tell us what you think. But anyway, I came over here and saged the heck out of this place. Yes, she did. But we did one last session. Well, yeah. First, prior to doing the sage, we tried to see if we could get anything to interact with us just to see if I could get, like, who is it? Right. But nothing happened. Nothing. So I saged. So that means anything that does interact with us, it's not negative energy because that's energy has been put out the door and so whoever it is is trying to communicate and we just don't know what they want because then you had a surprise the other night got woken up right right so somebody definitely is trying to get your attention but then also the activity at my house but hasn't been anything near to what's happening at you with you right i definitely think somebody's trying to get can i just do sidebar on the sidebar Sidebar on the sidebar. On the sidebar. <laughs> Since we're on the subject. I think it's good that I'm going first today. Super good. As usual. Well, mine's super short. Because so. I'm devolving quickly. Oh, are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I was, like I said, I was reading my brother-in-law's niece. And when I was, oh wait, was it her? No. I was doing a phone session with a client in California. So we're doing a FaceTime phone session and my front door kept opening. And you know, my front door, I had it shut because it's really hard to open. And when right. you shut it, so it couldn't just like breeze open right. the way I had it shut because it's swollen no and you know, no, there's no way. So as I'm talking to this client and the wind was barely blowing, so it wouldn't just blow open. So I'm talking to this, I even showed my client, I'm like, look, the wind isn't blowing, but my door keeps Opening. Opening. And you know my door has trouble. Right. And sometimes we don't close it all the way, but that's because sometimes you can't. But it's so swollen that sometimes you can't open it. Well, that's how I had it, where you couldn't open it. And it was opening. It just was like, twice, two or three times it did it. And she was, she's having surgery today. She had surgery. And so I was like, whatever I'm saying, they're giving this validation by blowing my door open. It was crazy. And then with my brother-in-law's niece, they were, um, you know, doing the normal, like my lights dimmed. And then something else freaky happened, like made a loud noise or something to where I was like, okay, do you hear that? Like things have been rocking at this house where I pointed it out to her because it kind of like made me go, what the heck? Right. So, I mean, things have been more active at my house, but nothing like what we're getting here. Lately. Yeah, lately. Just so very somebody, specific things. Somebody like, wants your attention. Just weird. Go. Alrighty. Oh, I did it. I did it. 
I did go to you. All right. So I talked about him being an ex-con and bit Bedford and all that stuff. Okay. So as they planned the crime in Wichita Falls, the safe cracker came down with the flu. Damn safe cracker. You, you can't depend on a safe cracker. Oh. They're the always per- coming down the with the person flu. person who cracks the safe. <laughs> not the nutcracker. What's a safe cracker? <laughs> I know it's Christmas, but it's not the nutcracker. Hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. And not just a cracker cracker. It's not, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> She's like, you're cut off. All Girl. right. <laughs> uh, the trio pulled in Davis, a relative of Helms, and a family man in need, promising a large return for his participation. So just some guy hard, hard, hard up. up. So he needed luck. something. I had to finish that. Hard up on oh. his luck. Yeah. It, it has to be said that during this time, Texas banks were being robbed at the, an alarming rate of three or four banks a day. I mean, this is like around the time That's of insane. Bonnie and Clyde, all that stuff. Right. Yeah. So, the 20s, you said, right? Yeah. 1927. Because mm. yeah. now it's not so much trains being robbed. It's actual banks. Right. Yeah. Okay. So Bonnie and Clyde's like 1934-ish. Yeah. But it's all around that era and it's this right here is on the cusp of the beginning of the depression. great depression i was just thinking you know, people why are do you like think it was like that yeah people need money yeah they'll do crazy things for it and the texas bankers association had offered a five thousand dollar reward to anyone shooting a bank robber during the cri- do, during the crime so remember that oh you could just shoot them yeah shoot them dead shoot them dead 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 dead, dead. <laughs> So on December 23rd, a couple days before Christmas, mm-hmm. knowing that he would be immediately recognized in Cisco because he's already been arrested there before, um, Ratcliffe decides to dress up as Santa Claus himself. Oh, I see where we're going. Okay. You know, it's Christmas time. You know, he's going to... He's going to ho-ho-ho-ho his way to the bank. The bank. <laughs> of course, days before Christmas, this doesn't cause any suspicion. And Ratcliffe, dressed as Santa, was a, was smiling as he came along Avenue D, the main street, stopping to chat with eager children, answering their questions. He took the time to. Wow. They're like, what am I getting for Christmas, Santa? Santa? And he just like totally like just got into it. That's insane. Well, and also kind of good for his alibi. Like right. I was being Santa. I talked to all those kids on the street. Look Absolutely. <laughs> The main street of Cisco was crowded with people going about their daily activities. The town had the normal Christmas decorations on display for the season. Still followed by children attracted to Santa, Ratcliffe joined the other three in the alley and led the way to the bank. Some of the happy children who had followed Santa continued into the bank after him. Oh my gosh. Now, see, really That's a little crappy, dangerous. Yeah. Really crappy of him. Once inside Ratcliffe, Ratliff, not Ratcliffe. Oh, Ratliff, I'm thinking like Daniel Ratcliffe. Yeah, I keep saying <laughs> Isn't Ratcliffe. That his name? Ratcliffe. Ratliff received a pleasant greeting of hello, hello Santa from the cashier. He didn't respond to her. Um, he walks to the desk in the middle of the lobby where the bank customers wrote out their deposit slips. And again, she's like hello Santa, and he doesn't answer her. So right about this time, his accomplice Robert Hill enters the bank, pointed a pistol at the cashier. No. snarled and said hands up the second bandit henry helms also are these bandits like wearing scarves or masks or anything 
You know, it really doesn't like say. Are they it dressed like elves? Like, it feels like <laughs> this uh, Ratliff guy is the only one that's actually like has, covering himself yeah, up because he'd be identified. Oh, boy. So the second bandit, Henry Helms, also entered brandishing a gun, followed by the third armed man, Davis. Ratliff pushed through a swinging door, past the cashier's desk, went into the cashier's cage, opened the drawer under the counter, and removed a pistol from that location. Oh my gosh. Stuffing it under his red Santa suit. Now four men were armed, including Santa Claus. Crap. Fucking Santa Claus. Wait, that chick had, she had access to a gun? Yeah. Idiot. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the first thing that doesn't make sense about this story. Lord. Santa ordered the assistant cashier to open the safe and began stuffing money and bonds into the sack he had hidden beneath his costume. Well, Santa's got his big sack of stuff. (laughs) While the others covered the customers and employees, Ratliff grabbed money from the tellers and forced one open. I mean, this is a really small town in Texas. I can't imagine there's that many people in there. But... It's right before Christmas. You know, people are probably How like sad. pulling out They're money like or stealing people's Christmas money. How selfish. So he grabs money from the tellers and forces one to open the vault. While all this is going on, a Mrs. BP Blazen Game. Yeah, that's a hard name to Blas- Blazen Game. Yeah. And her six year old daughter enter the bank because her kid <laughs> wants to see Santa. Oh, damn. <laughs> But this chick is on her game because she immediately realizes that some shit is going down and she pushes her daughter into the accounting office and starts running through there like, they're robbing the bank, they're robbing the bank. <laughs> um, she reaches the door to the alley and she quickly unlocks the thrust and thrusts her daughter out into the alley Smart. while yelling at her to run. Despite warnings from the robbers that they would shoot, she is- herself escapes. Oh. She screamed for help as she ran the one block to City Hall and the police department, alerting the chief of police. So the whole time she's running through the town and saying, they're robbing the bike, they're robbing oh the bank. God. And I'm re- imagining her <laughs> in them shoes from the 1930s or the yeah. 1927, like with her little freaking hose up to her kneecaps. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> I wish I had a picture of her. Have you ever watched Oh Brother We're Out Though? Yes, I love that movie. I love that movie. But this is like this is the scenario. <laughs> this is the backdrop that I imagine in the story. Hilarious. Look at this dog is so I'm gonna steal your dog. She she's a little extra tonight though. She's laughing. I think it's because I have these tacos up here. Yeah. Well I'm giving her a full massage too. She's your best friend right now. She's massaging her ear. So she like runs down alerting the uh chief of police, Bedford. What was his name again? Bit? Bit. He had initials. G E Bit Bedford. G E. G E. Like G E electric. So we just have to remember G E. I like Bedford. how names in the South have cadence. Like when they give you a nickname, it gives the whole name cadence. <laughs> anyways so she's alerts the chief and pretty much the whole fucking town at this point according to santa's robbing the bank santa's robbing the bank (laughs) according to eyewitnesses boyce house police chief ge bit bedford was a giant of a man and a veteran peace officer he grabs his trusty old riot gun and heads toward the bank 
instructing officers R.T. Reddy's and George Carmichael <laughs> to cover the back door of the bank. Sorry. You boys, get carried, back there. Got a little carried away there. The chief posted himself in the alley, which ran alongside the bank and opened the bank's front door onto Avenue D, while Officer Carmichael took a position near another alley, which ran behind the bank and intersected the first. Meanwhile, inside the bank... One of the men with an automatic weapon in each hand growled at the bookkeeper. Don't look at me. (laughs) By this time, Santa Claus had filled his sack and exited the vault. So who fires the first shot is lost to history. Some sources say Santa, I mean Ratcliffe, fired first striking the bank's plate glass window. You're laughing at me. This is my ad lib. Oh my god. Should drink some more. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Radcliffe fired the first shot striking the bank's plate glass window, maybe to signal their accomplices that the bank robin was done. A shot is returned and this prompts Hill to fire off several shots at the ceiling, pretty much to let them know that they they weren't fucking around. Wow. So in return, Big Burly Bedford with his riot gun... And Carmichael, direct crossfire at the side door, and two gunned robbers fire back at them. Then all hell breaks loose, because the entire town is pretty much armed to the teeth, because Texas. Well, Texas, yeah. (laughs) And a fusillade of gunfire ensues. (laughs) A rifle bullet struck one of the fugitives in the arm and spun him around. A bullet also struck a cashier in the jaw. Ooh. And another struck a bank customer in the leg. One customer made a run for it and was able to tell Bedford and Carmichael about the hostages. The robbers forced all of the people in the bank out towards the door, towards their blue sedan. Several of these hostages were wounded as they emerged into the alley, including Alex Spears, the bank president. Most of the customers escaped. I was about about to say escaped. (laughs) However, the robbers kept as hostages two little girls. What? Yes. What a pig. Laverne Comer, or Comer, 12, and Emma Mae Robertson, 10. Using the girls as shields. These are fucking assholes. Mm -hmm. The four made their way into the alley to get to their getaway car. All right. So this is where it really, I mean, you thought it was crazy. It really gets crazy. Mm Ratliff and Davis were both shot in the melee. Also, Chief Bedford and Deputy George Carmichael were mortally wounded during the shootout. Chief Bedford, who had been a peace officer in the area for some 25 years, was shot five times. So I know from reading different stories that they didn't pass immediately. I think they passed in the next couple of days. Oh, how sad. Officer Reddy's ran to the police station, retrieved a rifle, and began to pursue the robbers on foot. He was soon picked up and continued the pursuit with a civilian. The robbers make their way down Avenue D, traveling south when they realize they're almost out of gas because none of these geniuses (laughs) thought about filling the gas tank before robbing the fucking bank. Love it. They also have a flat tire from somebody shooting at their tire. My gosh. So they decide to ditch their car. And by now, there's a whole mob of armed townspeople in hot pursuit. They carjack a passing Oldsmobile driven by 14-year-old Woodrow Wilson Harris. Yes. By the time they had transferred everything, including loot and hostages, to the new getaway car, they realized our KG 14-year-old had taken the keys. (gasps) Nice. Davis had fallen unconscious due to the injuries, so they ditch him and the car and start moving back to the old car with their hostages. So they're just moving stuff back and forth here. Hilarious. 
and Robert Hill takes fire and is hit along the way. Meanwhile, they take off in this car with barely any gas, but the mob is temporarily pacified, finding Davis and the money that they left behind in the other car. Oh my gosh. They're, they're, That's they're, their focus, though, so they gotta mess up. Yeah, because the Dimwits left it in the car in accident. In all, they stole $12,400 in cash and $115,000 in non-negotiable securities. Estimates were made that at least 200 bullet holes were made in the bank, a number which many thought was way too low. Besides two police officers, six townspeople had been wounded in the shootout, but no one was sure whether the robbers or the mob members were responsible. Well, yeah, because they were probably all just shooting yeah. crazy everywhere. Yeah, it's just boom, boom, boom. Pray for all the bullets. This was the only... No. Did you like my little... Boom, boom, boom? Yeah. I don't know what that it sounded was. sounded just like bullets. <laughs> <laughs> for Davis, who was the last minute replacement for the group, group, this was the only crime in his lifetime, and he's the one that dies. Oh, that He's the sucks. one that was hard up. That for- is so sad. Yeah. He was taken to Fort Worth Hospital after his capture, but efforts to save his life failed. He died from the bullet wounds he received in the gun battle at the bank. Meanwhile, so he's the only one that's not an ex-condor or hardened criminal. So it's it's kind of sad. That's really sad. Because, of course, that's how it works. That's a Murphy Law for you. Right. Meanwhile, they head out of town with some of the townspeople still in hot pursuit. Meanwhile, they are throwing nails out the windows to slow them down. Oh, that's smart. Well, that's pretty much the only smart thing they do in this whole thing. Mm. The car swings east into a dirt road and then into a pasture, driving through cactus, mesquite, and scrub oak. They're so dumb. Making it impossible to keep going. So they abandon the car, which is basically Swiss cheese by now, (laughs) and the hostages several miles from town continue on foot. So they abandon the 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 two little girls. Yeah, they leave them and the car. I bet. Meanwhile, Sheriff John Har and his deputies of Eastland County, the county seat, they get news of what's going on. They pile into the vehicles, speeding to where they left their car. There were a couple of reporters along for the ride, and Boyce House was one of them. And according to his account, officers and citizens poured in from all sections of the state, and such a manhunt as Western Texas had never seen before was soon in progress. Many, not even for Bonnie and Clyde. I know, right? Many members of the posse were on horseback or on foot, I mean, this is how close we are to the Wild West right? still, you know? They beat their way through the clumps of trees, searched high grass in the bottoms of ravines, and peered around boulders and canyons. Damn. Despite the search efforts, the bandits were able to ca- to evade the search parties and steal another car what the, the next morning. The pursuit continued throughout Saturday and Saturday night. It's reported that one of the results of the Yuletide crime was its tragic implications for little child- children in Eastland County. On Christmas Eve, a church in Eastland was filled as Jolly St. Nicholas entered. A little boy called out with a quaver in his voice, Santa Claus, why did you rob the bank? No. That is the saddest thing. So sad. In the end, the criminals were caught and six people were killed, including three of the robbers. Helms was executed for the murders of Bedford and Carmichael. Ratliff, however, met a more violent end. Oh. Ratliff feigned insanity. Um, that, my throat just made another, okay. so I'm just marking it. Okay, okay go. Ratliff feigned, <laughs> I know this takes like, this is like months. 
This whole thing? Yeah, but wow. like I put a few stories together and I was just trying to compact it because it was a pretty long story. He feigns insanity at some point and was able to get a hold of a gun. And at this point, like the townspeople are like pissed off that he hadn't, yeah. you know, answered for his crimes yet. I'd be pissed off that he just involved little kids. Yeah. So Ratliff feigns insanity, was able to get a hold of a gun out of a desk drawer at the Eastland County Jail. I mean, they're really oh efficient gosh. there. He then shot jailer Tom A. Jones to death. Jesus, criminy. After Jones was murdered. This is my lighthearted murder story. Girl, where's the light? <laughs> this is as lighthearted as true crime gets. So I'm sorry. Sad. After Jones was murdered, an angry mob of 2,000 angry people overpowered his jailers they tied his hands and feet carrying him to a vacant lot behind the local majestic theater on mulberry street where the play called the noose was playing oh appropriate 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 absolutely appropriate because there they threw a rope over a guy wire between two telephone poles i thought it was guide wire but it said guy wire so i don't know interesting is it guide wire is it guy wire what is it called Guy wire. I copied and pasted. What is that. a guy wire? Two telephone po- information. Oh, it is. It's guy wire. Oh, it is oh, guy wire. Okay. okay, that's one of those things I've been saying wrong for a very long time. There's many things that I say wrong. <laughs> My kids have no problem pointing them out. <laughs> <laughs> My kids either. We say it's my accent. <laughs> Your Croatian accent. <laughs> Sometimes I have an Australian accent. Sometimes I have. I just say spirits channeling through me. Exactly. Me That's what it is. Mm-hmm. I just say it's, you know, I'm a first generation <laughs> <laughs> Mexican American. <laughs> That's funny. The first attempt failed when they the knot came loose and he fell to the ground. The second time, however, they used a stronger rope and were successful. His last words were, Forgive me, boys. Before he was hoisted 15 feet in the air, he was pronounced pronounced dead. 20. Dead, dead, dead. dead. 20 minutes later at 9.55 p.m. on November 19th. So, yeah, this is definitely some time later. Damn. This is almost a year later. So that's what I was trying to tell you that I condensed the story. Some Eastland Countyans have erected a marker and a picket fence around a utility pole in back of the Majestic Theater on Mulberry Street. Although this marker may or may not have the actual pole, Jones died that evening, bringing the total number of dead as a result of the Santa Claus bank robbery, including three bank robbers to six. Robert Hill was the only one of the great Santa Claus robbery perpetrators to survive the event. He served time and was eventually released. The building that housed the First National Bank in Cisco still stands. Memorial oh. to the bloody and bizarre tragedy. A historic marker remains to tell the tale of what happened there. Just as long as they're not memorializing... Memor, memorializing... The criminals? Memorial, memorial. Memorializing. Thank you. Jeepers. That no, took say a it minute. one more time. Yeah. The bank robbers. I don't want that. Yeah. That's why, like, we've talked about this before, when the news does segments on shootings or anything, that I don't want to know the name of that person. Right. I don't think they should say it. I don't think that person should get any notoriety. I think it should be all about the victims. I feel like they've gotten a lot better at that. They had, but then Recently. there was a recent thing that had happened, and they were focusing on that freaking bad guy again. <sighs> 
Anyways, all right, where were we? You were about to... My turn. Your turn. But I liked your story. You liked it? I liked your story. I really liked Did it. Did you? It was really good. It was very Christmassy. <laughs> yeah, so, so light and cheerful. Very light and cheerful. But what kind of dude takes Santa Claus, attracting kids, robs a bank, kills a bunch of people? An idiot. <laughs> Somebody that... Um, like had what? their crib a little bit too close to the windowsill, painted with lead paint. Oh, and they were like, and that explains a lot of the stuff that we do. I think it does the lead paint thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many things that I will not How do name. You explain people now, though. Um, <laughs> you know, if they're over a certain age, lead paint, lead, 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 lead. Yeah, me for example, <laughs> lead paint. <laughs> Paint chips. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Okay. So um, I did mine on Lost Dutchman at the Superstition Mountains. Ooh. Yeah. And actually, it's on, it's not the Superstition Mountains, but it's kind of related to that because it's called Goldfield Ghost Town. Okay. So I was telling you about ghost adventures Mm -hmm. those guys okay so they went into the ghost town and what they say is not true is when they did their investigation they might have said which i kind of remember they might have said that some of the buildings are not original none of the buildings are original in the ghost town it was all completely i mean because everything is built out of wood right so wood rots over the years. Yeah, but I... Okay, so for my birthday, Connor took me to... I haven't been... Have you ever been to Pioneer Village? No. Pioneer Village Museum. It is so fun. It is like on a nice day. It's only $10 to go in there. And on a beautiful day, it's a nice walk through a really cool... Where is town. it? Is it in Peoria? It's, it's right just off the 17. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, definitely I'm going to say not. it's just right off, right after or right before Anthem. Maybe right after. Okay. It's not far. I've definitely not been there. Oh, it's very neat. So you get off of the 17, get off on Pioneer Village Road, and then take, see right there. It's just right off the freeway. But anyway, it is $10, and you can be there all day. And they, I think they usually will have, like, some kind of gun. That was That's po. a dog. <laughs> They usually have some kind of gunfights and things like that, but they didn't on this day. Connor and I, there were like two other people there, two other families or whatever. So we kind of had the place to ourselves. It was really nice. But they at least tell you what places are original, but they do have original buildings from the 1800s, maybe older, I don't know, but 1800s then they had um one of the ladies that works there because there wasn't anybody there she was actually unlocking you know how they have like chains or ropes where you can't go into the buildings right she actually unlocked them and let us go walk around really yeah it was really neat yeah yeah real nice no so we went into this one that was a cabin i think it was an original it was really, I'd be totally happy if it was my cabin. But I was telling Connor, some of those buildings, like with the recent rains we just had, they really have to like 
put tarps on them. I don't know, really protect them to mm-hmm. keep them looking as good as they do. Right. And then um, she said, like, they get a lot of animals that go in there because it's right up against the mountain. So they get a lot of animals and stuff that like to go and make their home mm. <laughs> in there. <laughs> but in their buildings. But we went inside the church that I believe is a replica. But what they did was like, there's a house that used to be in Glendale, like back in the 1800s or whatever. And they moved it there and they tried to make it look like how a town would be in the time. But then there were some um, buildings that were, you know, going to be demolished that were in Tempe or downtown. And they brought them, they saved them and they're all, what you know, back in the Western days. So back in the is Pioneer Village an actual like? Was there an actual site there, I, or they just moved moved a bunch of stuff to make like? I want to say that there might have been. I don't know. I don't want to say out of turn. But what they did was make an actual lookalike town there. Mm-hmm. So it is really pretty. It's pretty cool and it's very educational. I only, it's like one of the only field trips I remember being like seven years old. But what I remember about it was actually like the jail. I remember going to the jail and like, I felt like I had to touch everything there. Like it was familiar to me and like I was getting readings at that young age, but I didn't realize that's what was happening. Right. So I just never forgot it and always wanted to go back. And my sweet son was like... What do you want to do? And so I told him, and that's what we did. It was such a beautiful day, perfect time to go, and we had a great time. So I'm sure our listeners want to know if you got any readings. I didn't. No? You didn't get any vibes, nothing? I didn't. But I told where did we go? Where I actually went into somewhere and told him, oh, maybe it was while we were there. And I just told him that sometimes when I go to places like that, people expect me to get something. But I'm so protected by my energies that I won't feel I won't feel certain things right. when, that are expected. Anyway, back to this. I will um I'll kind of give you a little history and then I'll tell you what. Okay. Okay. So the town, that Goldfield Ghost Town area, it was actually known as something else, but it sprang up in 1892 after. So there was this rich vein of gold that came up so people will say the superstition mountains that had gold in the mountain but it didn't have gold around the mountain so okay so they were talking about all the buildings the the town was booming so much that it had like three saloons it had a church it had a schoolhouse what is he getting over there so wasn't the the whole thing with superstition mountains sorry wasn't it like some miner was up there and he hit his well, I'm gold. I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> I have to tell you this stuff first. Okay. okay. Yeah. So this all has, there's a lot. So anyway, that, that boom only lasted for five years. And then it popped back up in 1910 and in 1926. So it seems like that town itself kind of like, it would only boom when like the gold rush kind of things it, and and then usually it boomed because people were like there was the original gold rush and then people were looking for the gold which they still are so that's how it would boom and then down 
die down. And then they they used it for some kind of military something or another. And it said that 60% of it burned down. Really? So basically all the buildings just got gone, ruined. Like a forest fire or something? Or just yeah, some well, sort because of... they were using it for some... I can't remember the kind of training it said, but whatever it was, it just demolished the whole oh. town. So it said eventually all the buildings were gone. And then in the 1970s, there was a man named Bob Schuess who shoes he went there just like everybody else searching for this lost gold that is from this prospector so this lost dutchman Mm -hmm. came and um okay so it's a complicated story (laughs) so there were these prospectors that came actually more than 200 prospectors died looking for this lost dutchman's gold oh wow yeah 200 at least 200 anyway so there were these there's this i'm going to switch pages because there's like this whole little history of this first you had the jesuits you had the lost dutchman you had the gonzalez and the peralta family all of them are like the original um gold diggers okay so they all have like there's all these little you know x marks the spot on all these maps right of where gold is hidden which most of it's already been dug up and taken or whatever and then any gold that remains is pretty much been dug up and taken but this um so the lost dutchman had i guess it's equivalent to like 200 million dollars of gold that he had gotten somehow and the story is kind of unclear so i'm not even going to go there but he had gotten this gold and hid it in somewhere in the superstition mountains which the superstition mountains is called superstition mountains because all the superstitions right (laughs) of course (laughs) oh and then okay so he hides that in the meantime which is crazy in itself that he even got there because of all the Apaches. That's Apache land. Right. So back then, like even thousands of years ago, that's all been Apache land. Yeah. Like I didn't even know thousands of year ago, years ago it was occupied, but it was. And so they said that, um, well, it was o- occupied by even other Indians. Like the Hohokams. Or... Yeah, Hohokam. Yeah. And then there was another one. Anyway. Anasazi. Huh? Anasazi? I don't know. It was one that I've never heard of, so that could be it. I don't know. Uh, They said that, okay, there was a family, which was the Peralta family, was 400 members in this gold digging family, and 398 of them died in this massacre. Oh, wow. From the Apache Indians. So when I'm watching people on, like, the the ghost hunting shows ghost adventures go uh youtubers but the ghost adventure oh no wait it was the zach baggins but then i and i got stuck watching this the history channel had these prospector type guys out there looking for the gold and it was like a series i don't know a whole series and they're digging or looking for the gold and they were finding tons of bullets they found arrowheads they found some pretty interesting things and they are way back in the superstition mountains but even prior to them going there people were warning them to not go into the superstition mountains because even we all know if you live in arizona you know 
they are very dangerous. It's mountains. dangerous. Not only that, but the weather here is just not. No, you don't. Step, there are certain months of the year you don't want to be out there climbing the mountains. You don't, but you hear about it all the time. People falling to their death and at the superstition mountains it's not and so there were there are people that work as tour guides at that ghost town and they are telling this colin guy who works for the in the paranormal files i've done stuff with him some of them won't even conquer a lot of that mountain especially just stay on the trails no matter what mountains you go on in arizona stay on the trails right because but that's That's, where that's really the thing right it is stay Stay on on the the trails trails, take water Mm -hmm. and if it's the temperatures are above a certain... Don't go. Don't go. Don't go. Especially 3 o'clock in the afternoon when it's 115 degrees out. Right. What One thing that they say about the superstitions is that they believe, the Apache believe this too, but people all believe this, is that there are vortexes and portals and stuff that get people turned around. So you go into these you're hiking away everything looks fine and you just blink for a second or you go through one little area and you're lost because everything gets turned around that's how people get lost in the superstitions wow so even the apache believed that there were vortexes that would take you to other places in the superstitions and so that's why people think that when people go hiking and they get lost it's because of that the they get all turned around interesting yeah. and so this is what this one tour guide was explaining is how confusing the superstitions are but how rugged he said they're like the most rugged mountains in the united states like it's just dangerous terrain wow. plus you have you don't have just uh, rattlesnakes but you have this it's this weird um i've never heard this version of a rattlesnake and it's the venom is even worse than a regular rattlesnake really yeah and it's he's it's kind of a greenish grayish color like you know how they match like, have you ever seen a rattlesnake when you go on hiking, hiking um, or anything? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Unfortunately. They, they kind of match usually the, the ground. I've come you know. face to face. Yeah. <laughs> with a rattlesnake <laughs> on more than one occasion. Yeah. Well, if you live here, you probably have. Yeah. Well, I was hiking Thunderbird and this big old fat one just was like right at my feet. But if, you're, if you just stop, they'll peacefully go. But anyway, this one was like a had like a green tint to it. It was mm-hmm. weird. I've never seen anything like it. Blends into the cacti, I guess. And anyway, the, the, what was making me mad is that they were the, the, wasn't even threatening them, right? And they were shooting them. They just shot uh, the snakes on the show. Yeah, it was on the History Channel. And I'm like, first of all, when I went hiking at Squaw Peak, we came across some that were in our path, and the ranger even said. <laughs> We came down and he was like, do you see any rattlers up there? And we're like, mm, no, because you're not allowed to kill them. Right. And so when they're killing them right there on the show, I was like, and they weren't even getting, a, they, they weren't being threatened by them. Right. They were there right by them. But if you just stand still, they'll leave you alone. They're just shooting them. Mm. Yeah. It was sad. Oh, they were coiled up. That's what they do. Just stand still leave them alone and they'll leave you like a bee if you leave it alone it'll leave you alone anyway it was that was really kind of pissing me off about it and i'm like history channel you should know better 
around? Oh, so what I was saying about the 400. So there was this family of 400 that got slaughtered, but only 398 of them died because two of them got away. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what happened to one, but this one of them was able to take off and be the one to like tell the story of it. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. <clears throat> so then you have the Gonzalez and Peralta family. Then you have the Last Dutchman. Then you have the Jesuit Jesuits. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with all of this, this is why I guess when people go looking for the Last Dutchman's gold, they have so much trouble because they have the Gonzalez Peralta map. And I guess that supposedly shows where the Last Dutchman's gold is. But then the Jesuits also have some kind of map and clues they put crosses right wherever they're um so they knew exactly where it was like they came upon it and they left it there i don't know how they know or i don't understand i could not listen i watched hours and hours and hours of history channel youtube and all these shows and i still don't know how these three interact and how they all, like how it all ends up being just Last Dutchman gold. I don't understand it, but that's the so, gold everybody wants. This presumably million. at the center of this, there was an actual Dutchman yes. who hit his gold. He hit his gold. But okay. then, so now to this little town. So this man whose name, what did I say? Bob Schuess. Mm-hmm. So in 1970, he comes prospecting and he ends up getting, okay, so this guy's kind of sneaky and I almost wonder if he did find something mm-hmm. because the way he acts when people ask him about stuff, but also how did he just come to this? He comes here looking for gold. Then he's just like offered all this acreage to buy this whole little area to create this whole town. One thing said that he had partners, but then another Another thing was like, it's just his, like he's just the owner. Right. And he's the self-proclaimed mayor of it. So I don't know. There's some about him that's really fishy. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the first thing I saw was, and he supposedly says he knows where the gold is and he strings people along. Like even the History Channel guys, he gave them the second map. So there's two maps and he was kind of like insinuating that he knew more. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, if we give you 25% of our fine, they were making a deal with him. So it was very very weird. I just think like maybe he got some of it or something or I don't know. It was kind of funky. And about, I think it was the 1980s. I don't know. Oh, 1983 is when it, he, I think is when he bought that town or whatever, all that space. I think it's like five acres or something. That doesn't seem like very much. Anyway, he's got that whole little town. Mm-hmm. And then he started building, like recreating the town and building the saloons and all of that and making it what it is. And he even built, so Ghost Adventures, when they come in, they say, you know, here we are, this town, this ghost town, blah, blah, blah. And it's haunted by, and they go into this mine shaft. They lead you to believe that this mine shaft is a legit mine shaft and, you know, was from back in the time. Well, then what I appreciated about this Colin guy is Paranormal Files. Mm-hmm. What I appreciate about him is he's he's respectful. He's just saying, hey, heads up. When Ghost Adventures did this, they said that, you know, they, they weren't clear on telling you that none of this is original. Mm-hmm. This is all rebuilt. 
and even the mine shaft that they led you to believe was original. It is a recreation for like entertainment, but there are true hauntings there. So what I believe is, so even in 1920, 1930, 1940, 1950, 1960, there's been all these mysterious deaths. This is why I was telling you about superstition and all that from the superstition mountains, because they believe that that area is still protected by Apaches. Right. And that they still may even have, some believe living, some believe spirit, and they believe that they are still protecting that so so many people have gone looking for this gold and end up dead crazy (laughs) so then i believe that that energy could be like haunting so the lost dutchman when this guy was building this town he also ended up digging up and I'm, i'm assuming it was when he was making that mine shaft or something i don't know but anyway he dug up this area or they dug up this area that's when they dug up bones Mm. that they believed to be the last dutchman Mm. and he actually had just purchased a skull from casa grand and just the head and then that's when shortly thereafter he ended up they dug up this these remains crazy and then they i guess somehow figured out that they were the lost Dutchman. So then those remains ended up with like federal, um, in, you know, the police hands. Right. So federal course. police, whatever. Gotta make sure it's not a missing person. Yeah. Well, so then some, some weird things started happening and he realized that it was the lost Dutchman wanting to be back in that burial plot. So he was able to get the remains back, put them back in that burial plot, and things calmed down. Oh, like, so like some bad happy. juju. Yeah, just something wasn't... It was like he was throwing a temper tantrum until he got put back where he wanted to be. Interesting. So then when they do their ghost hunting, so um, when Ghost Adventure... I'll give both. I want to give both credit. So when Ghost Adventures did their ghost hunting, they actually interviewed some people that worked there and there was this one woman you know they're dressed in the garb because they so she works in the um oh my gosh what's wrong with me saloon whorehouse no for the sexy bordello bordello uh-huh is that what it's called yeah why didn't this sound right to me anyway she's working there and they um no that's that's a bordello yeah it's the whorehouse. Oh, okay. Okay. So she's working in there. She's explaining how their coworker Karen had died. And um, she was telling him how she was, she died on her way to work. I'm assuming she was in like in a car accident or something. Anyway, they were very close and blah, blah, blah. She's talking about how she died. And then she, they say that they hear her raspy voice. So she has kind of a deep raspy voice and people hear her. And then they were, she was talking about, he says, well, um, so Bob says that somebody's been scratched by a a spirit. Why do they scratch? (laughs) I don't know. It's happened to me when I had that, if light wants you so does dark, when I very first was, you know, when it was very first getting intense. Right. And it is exactly how people describe it. Burns. It happened to me in the shower. That's what she said. And she, she was like, yeah, it was all down my back, like scratch marks. That's freaky. Yeah. And so then there, there's another energy that's, must be a male and he likes to grab women's another <laughs> he perv. likes to be inappropriate yeah 
So why in every haunted place there's, there's always, always a that pervert. one perv? It's a cowboy too, because my last story had a perverted cowboy. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. I what? take a swig. <laughs> okay, so they talk to her, and she says their experiences, and then they decide they're going to recreate, see if this spirit comes out. Well, they notice later, like in production, that through their what do you call it? Their um, like their night vision. I don't know what it is. Right. They could see like a cowboy guy with his long jacket walk into that area, I guess, where those girls live. You, and so you can see it. So I'm like, well, that's not fake. You can see that. And then they have the girls pretending like, hey, you want some? You know, no, nobody's going to get in trouble for touching tonight. So they're standing there with well, the one girl that works there. She starts feeling sick. She's like, this isn't normal. Like, this isn't normal energy that's usually here. Well, she's like leaning up against something. You see her hair flick. Like, you could legit see it go like this. Oh, uh-uh. So she kind of, like, messes with it because she doesn't know if, like, that really happened or whatever. Or she's just getting a sensation. And you can see it on the camera. So they're like, oh, my gosh, did you see that? So to debunk it, they show us, the viewer, her hands are not anywhere until she does this to, like, that was weird, you know. Right. But you can see it fly like that. It was crazy. So see what I mean? Like some of their that, stuff. That's I get giving it. me the willies. Yeah. And then um, they got some EVPs too because they got something that said Vic. And then they got the woman with the raspy voice. And they they did get some stuff. It was interesting. But Colin, like from Paranormal Files, he got the same things. He got the... He, he was in... Like a, the saloon area or something. Or maybe he was in... But anyway, he ended up in the bedroom. And he had the thing where they make that beep, 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 beep sound. Where spirit can make it oh. beep. And it's almost like they really wanted to talk to him. So they were communicating a lot through that with him. And he was getting a lot of energy. That's so. crazy. So the town itself is very haunted. I think we should totally go. It's not even far. We should go there. It's not far at all. Let's go right now. <laughs> You look like you're about ready to fall asleep during my story. I no, it you know what it is? I'm really sorry because I was up all night with the baby. Uh-huh. And I'm I think you're just wasted. I'm a little wasted <laughs> as well. So I'm trying to hurry up. So it's like I feel catching like it's catching up to me right now. I'm, I'm like, like wow, I'm boring her. I why am I no, her. you're not boring. This is fascinating, but at the I same time I'm is. just like super tired. Yeah. Anyway, I was just what I'm floored about is all the murders that have happened there. Then you have just the re- the deaths, just right. people falling and whatever. That's why I think the town itself is so active. Is because all the murder. That's why superstition. All the violence Dutchmen, that happened in that yeah. small area. And it, yeah, it's not even like it's because it's a western town and people. Right. It's just like well, like the woman that worked there. She's not haunting she's just there like visiting her friends or whatever and everybody that's talks. been in and out of there <clears throat> yeah mm-hmm. and then there's the cowboy well he was probably oh i think that um when paranormal files did it oh now i'm so confused i don't know which one did what but they did find out oh it was paranormal files because i was telling you about they were communicating with the candle right 
And they were in that mine shaft and they were asking if it was the last Dutchman and he was confirming that it was. So he does roam around there and, you know, he's having a good time. Hmm. He enjoys it. And they asked, are you glad that, you know, they brought you back? And he said, yes. So, yeah. So, I mean, he must be. He stopped doing whatever was happening. Right. So... But it was... I wonder... Okay, so it sounds like he's earthbound. But I wonder what he thinks of all the people in and out of there looking for the gold. I don't know. I don't know if he's earthbound. I think he just likes... Likes That's his home. Like, I think that people keep coming to talk to him. But I think that he likes being there. Oh. Remember how I tell you, like, I'll come back to my house? Right, right, right. (laughs) Okay, that makes sense. That's what I think he's doing. Huh. He may not be earthbound. He's probably laughing his ass off because it's probably not even existent and he's like does that make sense is that a word existent it probably doesn't exist no i'm now i don't make you sense. know what let me just tell you <laughs> you you could say it and i'm just you won't like even yeah, that know. makes perfect sense to me right now know. but if you guys go and watch colin on paranormal files plus he's just entertaining in itself he's cute and his girlfriend's cute she's not on these it's him and his dad and some other people i like that he tries to get as much information as possible from these things he's 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 smart he should have a real he should have his own show i'm promoting him i don't know i I think it it's better if they just stay on youtube so they don't get tainted by like having producers and having to make ratings and and them making him do stuff like Mm -hmm. i said i really enjoy watching the youtubes because i do think they're more up they're more raw they're more authentic than these i don't trust and plus he doesn't have to use all that fancy equipment like these guys are trying to use too much fancy equipment right you don't really need all that i think we totally should go let's do it what would be a good time of year because it's too cold right now no you think oh my gosh me and connor went we're supposed to go with a vet and her husband in january to antelope canyon and i'm already like oh my god it's gonna be cold well it does get snow on the superstitions huh Mm -hmm. yeah forget it it might be too cold <laughs> I don't know why, because I think because it's so close to my ex husband's house, right? So I'm like, well, it's not going to be that cold. So same as here, but it does get a little chillier. I get well, I'm not going to be going up. The Maybe springish. Maybe March, March or April. I think that's too. It gets hot. It gets too hot. We should go February. Yeah, next month. Unless we have a cold, longer cold. Yeah, it's been pretty cold. We're, we're, Girl, I know. <laughs> I get cold it's easily. Been perfect. I've been using my freaking fireplace. I've I use it at night. Do you? Place. I haven't yeah. been. I love using my fireplace. I love it too. There's like been it some winters where home. I haven't used it at mm-hmm. all. Me too. Yeah. And this winter, I love putting my TV up on my fireplace. Yours is in the right room. Yeah. <sighs> but anyway, yes. I do believe that it's active. I believe it's active because Superstition Mountain and all the gold hunting prospector, all that stuff that's happened. That's why I tied the two together. Interesting. Yeah, but it's fun. It's cool. So go look at the YouTube stuff. I will. What did I say? Colin on Paranormal Files. That's what you guys should watch. And not... Uh, I mean, you could go check out the Ghost Adventure one because it actually shows <clears throat> that guy walking. And I mean, it has some... Just just know now that the buildings are replicas and that the mine shaft is not real. I mean, it's a real mine. It's not... It wasn't a working mine shaft. It's a fake one. So somebody just <clears throat> dug into the mountain, <clears throat> put up some It's beams. not even in the mountain. Oh. 
It's in, I believe, I mean, it looks like it's right there in the town. Interesting. Hmm. So it kind of looks like, you know, like if you ever go to, have you been to Tortilla Flats? No. Oh my gosh. There's so no. many places I haven't been here. Th- that's why I'm glad I did this because we have some cool ass places in our own backyard. Right. We do. Like even, um, what is that? Montezuma. Montezuma's Castle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Like, you don't even have to go big, like Grand Canyon. You could do simple, not even day trips. They could be half day trips. Tortilla Flats is also Apache Junction. Go through Apache Junction, I believe. And then you go up. Next thing you know, you're in the mountains. And there's like lakes and campsites. But it's an hour drive, hour and a half, hour, hour. It's an easy drive. That's us <clears throat> Yeah, and they have a really yummy burger place there. Well, I'm all about the burgers. <clears throat> It's really yummy. (laughs) You had me at hamburger. Yeah, it's delicious. (laughs) I mean, the little town for that is just, but I would, if I was bored, I took my kids up there. Where's Tortilla Flats at, anyways? That's what, um, it's somewhere like you go through Apache Junction and it's through there somewhere. It's funny how Mm -hmm. we're like always planning on going everywhere else, but. Right here. Right here. And, And I mean, it's like I said, it's not even like, like if I go to Sedona, that's a day trip. If I go to Tucson, that's a overnight or day trip. But if I'm going to do Tortilla Flats, that, that, that's just a few hours. Like, that's like, oh, I don't know. We can go and have lunch and come home. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do Tortilla Flats. Is it haunted? Would it be? I don't know. Worth it for the show? I don't know. <laughs> but even this place, that's not far. Superstition. No. I mean, it's. Oh, my like... ex-husband is 45 minutes. And then he always says it's only, no, like 10 or 15 miles away from his house. Hmm. I mean, I've seen it on the way out of town mm-hmm. when we're going in that direction. <clears throat> anyway, that's it. I'm done. Stick a fork in me. Story's over. Story's over? Yeah. There's nothing else to say. People died, and but I was really interested in the Apache thing that mm-hmm. kind of floored me. Not that they... I mean, of course, that happened in the West, but that many, that slaughter. That's crazy. Because they're always showing, like, how the cowboys killed the Indians. White man took their, that, they got the white man. Oh, yeah. Plenty of times. Actually, those weren't white men. Those were um, Mexicans. Mexicans. Mm -hmm. I can't find the percentage on this wine. It's a secret. Apparently, it is. Oh, no, the grapefruit in it is strong, though. It's super strong. That hit me hard. Mm -hmm. And we didn't even finish the bottle tonight. Mm -hmm. I don't like it that, I mean, I like it, but I can taste it. The grapefruit and I'm not a fan. You're not? I like it. I don't like I grapefruit. Really like it. No, I like the I, wine, I'm not but... a fan of grapefruit, except if you put honey in it. Have you ever had it with honey? No. Somebody turned me on to that not that long hmm. ago. It's really good. I'll have to try that. Try it. Try it. Try My neighbor it. always gets grapefruit and brings it over put in honey bags. In it. Yeah, that's real. Oh, it is supposed to be chilled. Huh, good for me. Okay, that's do why you it stays in percentage because I don't see don't. it. I see that it. Supposed oh, wait. What's this wait. right here? Oh, my God. You're talking to the blind woman. Wait. Alcohol. It's either 13.5. Is that 13.5? Can you see? Oh, wait. I got an idea. Do you have a magnifying glass no. on your phone? No. Hold the bottle. <laughs> oh, my God. It is. It's 13.5. Huh. There you go. All right. All right, girl. We're done. We're done. We're done for the year. The year's over. The year is over. I think 2020 is going to, it's already getting off to a pretty good start. So I'm pretty. Knock on wood. Knock on that wood. Well, I'm feeling good about it. Since this is our last podcast of the year, I just want to tell you thank you. 
for jumping in and thank you for taking me off with this this year it's been a lot of fun 2020 is going to be amazing yes it is i hope that we have a lot of new listeners so i think if if you guys like and share or have people follow us put you know how we did that follow on us right like if people can do that on their pages too yeah, if awesome. you like it, share it. Yeah, if you like us, because we need to be popular. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God. Anyway, because we really want to go to places. Yeah, we do. And we want to, like, film our stupidity. Yeah. And get some cool stuff for you guys, even if it's not cool. And we just think we're cool. <laughs> because we're drinking. Yeah, because we're drunk or something. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's well. always fun to watch... Drunk people make fools of themselves, isn't Always. It? Ooh, Always. Sure, sure. It's not so fun when I'm listening back and calling Shelly Duvall, Shelly Winters. <laughs> I have to say, though, our last one, it's contagious because we're just laughing. Yeah, there and was a lot And then I'm of laughing because we're laughing. That's how I was listening to it. I'm like listening <laughs> to it But we were both up. equally drunk. We were. It was fun. Yeah. Like, like it was the tequila. Tequila night was fun. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to do another tequila night. Which yeah, it involves doesn't make Uber. You so tired, like yeah. mine does. But you know what? You were saying that you were immune. I to- didn't get drunk. You were a little in the beginning, but I was fine. I mean, I certainly wouldn't have gone home if I wasn't <laughs> fine. But I was fine. Yeah, y'all, I was fine. I was. You could tell by the way I talk, right? Even right now, although I don't like this that much, so I'm not getting tipsy off of it. Well, you I didn't are. take very much, but I was also drinking before you even got here. So, Alma has a problem. I do, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Apparently, I'm a social drunk. You know what my word has been? Hilarious. I thought it was facetious. I just noticed I've been saying hilarious a lot. Hilarious. Hilarious. I say it right. <laughs> right? I do like that word, though. Right? Hilarious. Hilarious. You're so hilarious. Hilarious. I don't know why I like it. That's my word of the week. Hilarious. I mean, you have to actually be hilarious. Not only do I want to thank you, but I want to thank everybody that's listened this year. Yeah. Um, We've seen a huge peak in the amount of people that are listening. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you. Because that does mean so much. If you want to support us a little more, you can go to our Patreon account. You can always do a one-time donation. That would be nice, too. Yeah, I think maybe that turns people off because they think they have to do like a regular donation. Right. On a you regular. Don't, yeah, you yeah. don't always have to do that. You could do a one-time di- donation, one and done. Yeah. And then we can go to some of these places. That would be really nice. That would be awesome. Really nice. Yeah. We're going to go anyways, but. Yeah. <laughs> but we'd like to go to, wouldn't it be fun if we could go to like, like even further out? Right. I mean, I definitely want to explore. Our, Arizona has some badass haunted places right but we also but want to do the queen mary queen mary yeah and whaley house yeah but also we have some murder places we probably like to explore yes there are some murder adventures that we need to go on definitely especially I the murdery ghosty adventures i know well because where the murder is there's probably ghosts exactly like over down what was it downtown was that one yeah the suitcase murder yeah they actually when do when you root judd yeah they actually do chores. I know. We were you showed me that that yeah. one time. We now we need to do that. Yeah. Anyway. Honestly I, I'm really happy that you asked me to do this. This has been like one of my favorite things to do. Super happy. I'm so glad. <laughs> Another year. Let's Yay, do this. Let's do it. 
Anyways, just want to wish you all a Merry Christmas, a very happy new year. Be safe out there. 2020. 2020. We are going into the 20s again. Let's bring the 20s back. Yeah. Let's dress like that. (laughs) I like all that. And I want to know how to do my hair like they did. Right. I don't want to put that much effort into my hair, but... (laughs) (laughs) Tonight I am in a ponytail. Anyways, uh, anyway, thank th- you guys for listening. If you guys have any suggestions for the coming year, like something you guys want to hear us talk about, or even maybe something that you want us to visit, um, go ahead and email us at tipsytalespodcast at yahoo.com or send us a message via Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. We're out in all those all those places. <laughs> Everywhere. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. We're omniscient. And comment. We comment see everything. We hear everything. Yeah. We want to know. We're you always want to know if you're doing well. Yeah, we definitely do. And also congratulations to Crazy One. Crazy One. If you're out there, if you don't respond, we will draw another name. <laughs> so please respond. Plus we wanna know. Do you oh look, hilarious. Hilarious. She thinks. That were hilarious. Okay. Okay. All right. I guess that's good night. <laughs> <laughs> Adios. Oh yeah. Anyways, now that I've got my second one, we're gonna go. All right, you guys. Like I said, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Yeah. Thank you. I'm Alma. I'm Carlene. We're out. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Tipsy Tales. Music by Jesse Pesqueda, artwork by Sergio Hernandez. And if you're listening on iTunes, please don't forget to rate and review. Thanks.